0: Hey, good people, this is Sharika, EB, and Sabrina. You're listening to The Kickback. Glad you decided to pull up.
1: What's good, Kickback family? It's your boy, EB, and I am glad to be back with y'all. And I am here with two of my favorite people, uh, Sabrina and Sharika, and you're listening to The Kickback. Um, I don't know where you're at listening to this, but at the time of this recording, I'm currently listening to this at my office. And it's a peaceful day at the office because the office is closed. But I didn't want to be at the crib um, for the duration of a tropical storm slash hurricane slash rains and wind that's moving quickly and swiftly across the state. But if I had to give a number or a temp of what I'm feeling like, um, I would say that I am currently sitting at about a blissful 88 degrees, 88 because that's the year I was born, 88 because it feels good, 88 because I just came back from vacation and I truly feel refreshed. Um, so yeah, that's how I'm feeling. I don't got a song for y'all today, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Sabrina Sharika, how y'all feeling? I'm
0: feeling good. Uh, I am a pretty- Great 72, because unlike EB, I am home during this storm, which I have to get to that part with EB later in this podcast, but I'm doing good. I was hoping the storm wouldn't be bad, but I was hoping it it would be just enough that I would not have to go to work. And (laughs) It seems to be the case. I'm hoping that nobody else got it really bad. I really haven't. Been up on the news. Uh last night I was listening to a little bit of the weather and they were talking about some areas near Daytona. But today I have not caught up on anything weather related. But uh so I guess I will hear about that later or check in on the state of Florida later. My husband is at work, so that's sad. Um, uh, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. But I have been enjoying my morning off at home and that has been nice but now to eb when we were scheduled to have the hurricane you stayed home now we're having a tropical storm and you go to work (laughs) please explain you please explain
1: because at the time of the hurricane a lot of y'all and I'm saying y'all, as the people who like, hold on, let me go ahead and preface this because I know how people begin. And people who know me know that I know how to empathize and I, I um I'm sensitive of people who go through tough situations. I know that it was um a lot of people who was highly and very concerned, and there are going to be a lot of people in this building. So yeah. the building being open and me being away from people was preferred because I could be at home in the comfort of my own residence. And I knew that if something were to happen. I'm on the second floor of my apartment complex. So if flooding was to happen, likely wouldn't get up there. Um, but I know it was a lot of coworkers who I already don't want to deal with would have been well, well. here at the office. That's why I continue to advocate for remote, remote or hybrid working. Um, but mm. of course to no, no avail that continues to just fall on deaf ears. It seems like. So now, um, with the closure and I think an announcement was made like around nine to 10 last night. I think a decision actually was made around seven or eight communicated to certain individuals around nine communicated to other individuals around nine 30, 10. Um, <laughs> and then for others, it was communicated at like nine o'clock this morning via email. Oh,
2: shade. Um, oh, I'm so cold from the shade. <laughs> I
0: know so, the play by play is everything right now.
1: <laughs> so for me, knowing that it was going to be limited individuals in this building, I was like, it'll be good to go. Also, um, I, I, for the most part, as much as I continue to talk about uh, remote or hybrid ro- remote or hybrid work, I do find a sense of peace um, when I'm working on a sermon. So I told myself I was going to go to the office and I'm going to grind out a sermon that I'm working on um, about um, the arrival of Emmanuel, of Jesus, of God being with us, so to speak, before um, t- one or two. I would try to just see what where I'm at and then. Be done for the day. So it was just a half half day of work for me. So nothing too crazy. And nobody So basically
0: here. you you're saying you just don't want to be around the people is the is what I'm hearing.
1: That's you, all it is. <laughs> That's all of what it is. Oh my
0: gosh. Okay, Serena, how are you doing, Fran? I am
2: doing I'm doing. Let's just put it like that. I guess my attempt would be like forty eight and rain and you forgot your coat and you have a oh, no. you have low shoes on oh, and you have no. socks and they're soggy i hate soggy <laughs> socks and Those i hate are the worst. Feeling. soggy socks and wet jeans are like a little Ugh. taste of hell on earth <laughs> oh, <laughs> just gosh. horrible i i cannot do wet jeans especially when it's just around the bottom and then mm. it touches your skin every once in a while <laughs> oh, i hate that and I feel like Taylor Swift's evermore captured it perfectly she has this verse that says hey December guess I'm feeling unmoored can't remember what I used to fight for I rewind the tape but all it does is pause on the very moment all was lost sending signals to be double crossed and yeah Florida double crossed me again and (laughs) I sent all the signals I told y'all go vote Go. Mm, go. Mm. We've been talking about it on the pod. I felt like I didn't have, well, it's not my personality to even use social media in this way. And I'm starting to think that is going to be my downfall because social media is very powerful and you can reach a lot of people and not even people that you keep with, with on the daily or your great friends or whatever, but people can receive your messages silently and it can make an impact. So I'm like, maybe I need to step up my game there if I want to communicate something that I thought some choices were so obvious and not mm. just Florida. they d- double c- crossed me. I feel like just in our country and I know it could have been worse. So I hear mm. that, but I also just want to say, like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling like Taylor Swift in Evermore. I'm trying to catch my breath. <laughs> You know, I have a feeling that this peculiar feeling that the pain will be forevermore. Like, Mm. and I know the moment that all was lost. All was lost when we elected Trump the first time after all the shenanigans. That was Mm. when really things were lost. But I keep thinking, oh, it's fine. Everybody sees the shenanigans. We all saw January 6th. We all know about Matt Gates and all the charges against him about trying to hire a minor for sex. And even without that, just the craziness that's among us and the way that some of these extremists are speaking. I was like, surely these people are not going to get any votes. We got a man in Georgia whose own son, who's a Republican, by the way, was like, my dad is trash. He's paying women for abortions. He held Mm. a gun in my mom's head. He beat us. And this man has just as many votes as the other man who's a reverend. So, like, I I just, I don't get it. I try, and like I said, I know people who are diehard um, party over country, and they say they love the Lord, and I talk to them. They're like, you have to understand. You have to forget all those other things if these people will push through laws and etc that are in line with the bible and that's just i'm like yeah but you're only talking about the parts of the bible that you like all the parts that where we have to like care about people you don't like those (laughs) you're not talking about those because i can say that and i'm i'm usually never a straight party ticket i used to be just independent but then Mm i can vote in the primaries and i was like well that's messed up i told my husband this time i'm gonna tell them that i'm republican and change my card so i can help the republicans choose the candidate for presidency because it can't be trump i need (laughs) to go in there and in the primaries just so i can vote against trump because honestly the democratic candidate whatever you know i have to just choose the lesser of two evils but i am so serious about this i literally i am about to change my thing and i encourage all democrats well, a lot of Democrats, because we do need some equality candidate on the other side, too. But I encourage a lot of you, if you're frustrated, go ahead. If you are independent or you're a Democrat and you're like, I really don't want the Republicans to force Trump upon us again, go ahead and switch your cards so we can all vote against him twice. <laughs> OK, <laughs> um, that being said, if DeSantis, you know, I'm hearing that he's the new Republican darling. And honestly, I could, I could stomach a DeSantis pr- presidency. He is mm. trash on some things, but he is not trash on all things. And there are some really good things that he's done and that EB has even brought up on the podcast. A few of the things he's done with this, this and that, you know, it's been cute. And I feel like he's not going to use this extremist language. And honestly, I'm always rooting for everybody Black. And if anybody is pushing an agenda that makes white supremacists feel more powerful or empowered, then I'm not for them. I don't care. You can't convince me anything. Don't care. (laughs) Because the first Uh, thing people see when they see me is this brown skin, honey. And that's what I need to be uh, focused and worried about. So, yeah, I was feeling... I was just feeling like will the pain
0: be forevermore? And that's just where I am today. I can't forgive DeSantis for sending them people <laughs> over to um to the to to what is it, Martha's being here? where he send them people? He sent them to the state that
2: claimed they cared about everybody. So he said, if Y'all care? Show me how it's
0: done. <laughs> yeah, that money? was trash. I don't know whose money he used. Was it our cash <laughs> paying dollars for his shenanigans? I can't. I just um.
2: I'm, I'm, Here's I, the thing. I don't know how that normally works because I'm guessing most states eventually are sending people off to somewhere, right? How does that? I
0: don't know. I didn't look it up. Mm-mm. I don't know how that
2: normally works. They um,
0: they lied to them people, Sabrina. It wasn't just like oh they tricked them. They 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 they, they were being mean. I. I so-
1: I can't speak for all I can't speak for all situations um because some states do to of course naturally you definitely are using taxpayers dollars the disagreement or I would say where I was at odds at with the sentence the sentence is that he paid um mm-hmm. and I'm saying he paid as far as taxpayer dollars to fly them to Florida
0: only mm-hmm. to ship
1: them out and to make a statement out of Florida and it's like you. <gasps> You can play that game um, if you choose to, right? And I say you can play that game because everybody has free will. You can do whatever you want. But like, it probably would have been in the best interest of even those individuals who you say you're trying to support and sending them to somewhere else where you could have just flew them, for example, from Texas to the Northeast, right? Um, I could just fly you from Texas to Massachusetts, Texas to Vermont, Texas to New Hampshire, Texas to Connecticut, Texas to New York, where you could have just did that. But to play with people, Right. Mm-hmm. Play with people. You can call them refugees, you can call them immigrants, you can call them um a- a- asylum seekers, you can call them whatever you want. But to play with people, to play with God's creation, the people who are image who are made in the image of God, to play with them in a way as political pawns is completely disgusting um, to me and hopefully everybody who considers themselves a believer. So that is something that I can't rock with. Now, others of them who aren't. Um, used, and I say aren't used as political pawns, like I speak of my family members who went from Haiti to Brazil, um, up into Nicaragua to Mexico, got into Texas, what some would consider illegally, but they received um, TPS, which is temporary protected status. We, as their relatives, had to pay for, pay for their flights from El Paso to Orlando and others of them, El Paso to, to Tampa. So we paid those flights, um, for them. And that's happens for a lot of people where their families, like once you get into the country, if you say you have family here, um, you can call your family. And if they're willing to pay for those flights, then they'll fly them to where you're at. And then you just basically, as a relative, take full responsibility of them, yeah. like them using your address. You're getting them around. You're taking care of them. You're saying that they won't be a, a nuisance, so to speak, to society, um, wherever they're located.
2: So wait, Evie. He purposely volunteered to receive this group of people from somewhere else that they could have stayed at. He said, we'll receive them in Florida only to use them as a pawn. I didn't know that. I thought they were just already in Florida. And Mm -hmm. I assume like, oh, maybe we had, I don't know what the situation was. I just saw the headline saying, oh, the Santa sent these people to Martha's Vineyard. And I was like, you know what? This is just annoying. But I didn't know all the details, so he purposely brought them here to send them away.
0: Yes, and to be like, oh, there'll be help there. You, oh, there's rich people there. There's money there. They'll help you, knowing good and well, there was nobody there to receive these people. Just drop them How? off to just be like, oh, I, y'all, y'all, y'all care about the immigrants. I don't here?
2: understand. I don't. I don't. I know people try to. Explain it to me, but I don't. Not just him, but other people who, in my mind, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, they
0: didn't vote her out. Uh And so my thing is, like, okay, what you did to those people was terrible. And I I can't forgive that. But also the people that keep being like, oh, well, we care about this and he's putting more money into the... Well, whose money did he use to send these people? So if you don't care about the people and y'all say y'all care about the bottom line and the dollars, y'all should at least care about where he took this money from. So y'all saying we need money for the teachers, we need money for this and the third, that and the third. But yet y'all was cool with him for, for jokes and giggles, playing with people's lives and spending our money to do that. That was unnecessary. Unnecessary, as was the ad with
2: his wife talking about when I was struggling and I was really sick, he became a father. I'm like, what the H? I wish Doug would get on TV and be like, Oh, when Sabrina was sick, I was the one doing the dishes. I was Nick. Of course you were. You're my husband. Let's stop celebrating. Yes, let's stop celebrating people for doing. This is classic growing up in my mother's home. I come home, I have an A on the test. I'm thinking, okay, I'm about to get a little something like some of my friends do. My mom and dad's classic line for basic stuff growing up was, that's what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. It's like, mom, I clean my room. Okay, that's what you're not. We're not giving accolades for breathing Mm. and for living life. Girl, what was he supposed to do when you were sick in the hospital? Neglect you? Get another wife?
0: find other kids like girl I said oh, to um. me it sounds like he's being a husband that tells me nothing right. about how he's going to be a governor that I don't care that's how he's that's you folks do that that's your husband he should have your back when things are, are low and you're having cancer I when I saw that commercial I thought oh they're going for the heart heartstrings here I said, "I did like that it wasn't because I hate the bash
2: commercials they look like an SNL I mean, ad they're so two, annoying that one yes I know, but that one, I, I'm here for a heartfelt, but not of that. Is this why people say Black women are annoying and we want too much? Because I feel like that's basic, girl. If that's oh. what you're celebrating your man for... He that a tells me nothing
0: about the state that tells me him as a husband and he which he should be doing that as a husband but he's not my husband and he's not the state's husband so i don't care i mean well i do care that he treats his family well but that also doesn't mean that you ain't gonna do right by us because you have your track record for this uh state has not been great so therefore all I'm that like- told me
2: was on the regular he's not doing he's not pulling his partner weight because if that was the exceptional <laughs>
0: <laughs> my thing is they just I said oh, I will say They was really working that campaign trail and they was really putting them dollars into that, them, them ads and those commercial spots. Cause that, I said, when he, when she said, when I was on the floor, I said, oh Lord, here we go. Well, those things are
2: probably true and it is heartwarming. Everyone can identify with how meaningful it is when you're in a hard place in your life and your family and your family friends step up. That is beautiful. But also, you tell me your husband did that moves nothing in me because I'm just like, that's basic. Mm-hmm. And then my mother-in-law, because I don't have cable television. I just have a whole bunch of different apps. Might as well get cable at this point. But uh we were at their house. They had, so I saw that commercial, and she was like, he wasn't doing all that because he was busy being the governor. I was like, okay, Barb, that's right. <laughs> she said he didn't. She said he had nannies doing. That. Okay, he was doing all the other stuff. Okay, question: Was Ted Cruz in the running this time? Because all I think of when I think of him is when he packed his bags and left when his state was in need. And I'm like, did they vote him? <laughs> did they vote him out, or did they keep him? Because Texas was tripping as well.
1: Nah, he wasn't oh. in it.
2: He wasn't in it. Dang it! I can't wait until he's in it again because those memes were great. Homeboy went straight on vacation.
0: He said, "Oh, we ain't got no power. Let me hit the Mexico real quick." Wow, (laughs) it is wild. It's I was very disappointed in Florida. I went out there in the rain and everything to vote at night, and just for to be disappointed the next day. I said, "Daggon it!" We have to do it again. We have to keep doing it.
2: We have to, you know? Because it wasn't like a total wipeout. We tried. I think there's... Uh, I don't get it. I feel like people are voting get against their own needs. Like, do y'all even know what you're voting for? The Republican Party doesn't even want people to have student loan forgiveness. They don't. And that's the same party that we all about. Oh, well, not all of them. But I would say probably 70% of the Republican Party will tie the party with their religious beliefs. And, and he be talked about the year of Jubilee. I'm like, come Ooh. on. There's no compassion. We only care about bailing out big businesses. And but that's not the I'm little saying, man.
0: You're ta- that's why I'm saying you saying because of religious beliefs. But yet, yeah, yeah, y'all was cool what he did with them people. And that's why I'm like, <laughs> I can't get behind <laughs> this. This is making no sense to me. <laughs> no sense at all it, it uh, and then I felt bad
2: because my pastor's wife bless who oddly enough well maybe not oddly enough because in my church people move around a lot so when I lived in North Carolina I was in middle school she was like the youth pastor so she's known me since I would a taught and now she's my pastor's wife here in Tampa so we've kind of come full circle she texts me the other day And it just said, you're going to be here Sunday? And I was like, no, I'm going to be at camp unless that there's a storm. You know, if this storm comes, then I may be there. Because if Doug's in town and we can make it work, I can just drive myself over there. And she's like, well, good. it'll be nice to see you or something. And I'm like, I don't really want to be there. (laughs) Not this Sunday. Because I know a lot of (laughs) these people's political affiliations. And when it's fresh like that, my decline started during the trump presidency not i will always believe in god and jesus christ is my savior period but my attachment to organized religion especially in these spaces where people made it very clear they did not care about the plight of my people it's hard for me to worship with you and beside you especially when i know so many of your business And and especially when I've seen how so many of you act when it comes to not only people at my local church, people in that church in general, there are just too many situations when the block was hot, when it was really time to pull out the Jesus move, we weren't willing to do it because of either fear of men or whatever the reasons were just didn't matter. So I kind of feel like a veil has fallen off my eyes and I'm like, I don't have to go through the motions in my life. First of all, there are a lot of great churches around here, and I'll be visiting them. Second of all, we're I'm not even a, amongst believers. I'm not like feeling <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit. We're not in some great move together. So while I I have love for my pastor's wife and all that, I don't feel any different from when I go and when I don't go. So you people, you're really just messing up the whole witness because of things like Shrika said. You're saying you're doing these things in the name of Jesus Christ. But then people do things that are so against the heart of Jesus Christ, and you're not speaking out about that. And we're too grown for the hypocrisy. We're not like the little kids anymore who are just like, not really sure about what's going on. And no disrespect to children, because children are smart, and they catch on to things. But I know for me, I had no clue about the inner workings, or I'll say like the back door of the church. I was hopping on bands, getting snacks, going to events. And it was all glamorous and great and beautiful.
0: I, my other my other beef is why I um sent some of my friends this little I was listening to another podcast and they played this clip uh from it was somebody on it was posted on Twitter, but it was basically asking different men about the woman a woman's body and her reproductive cycle and what does this mean? What does that mean? What is What is a a period? What is, can't, just random basic things. And a lot of those men, you know, didn't know any of those answers, but yet they're able to vote and vote on women's issues. And my question is, why are our, why, whether you believe in whatever you believe, but why is what happens to a woman's body up for a vote, but nothing about what happens to a man's body up for a vote?
2: Well, because men run the world. I'm not saying there aren't women in power, but when you look at the wealth and the positions of power and the history, even the building I went to to vote, it was like a DeSoto Lodge. I don't think it was Masonic. It was some kind of club. Yes, years, years, hundreds of years. White men photos. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I tell friends and family, when we have these heated discussions, especially about family planning all the time, I'm like, if we really want to improve this issue, when a young man hits puberty, he should get a bisectomy. And then when he turns 18, the government will pay for a reversal when he chooses he wants to be a father. Because last time I checked, there are a lot more deadbeat dads than moms. Last time I checked, men can make somebody pregnant every day. Women, we only have a three to five day window. Now, obviously, I can speak to my sister and be like, hey, ladies, please, please, please make him wrap it up. Please be careful about who you choose to be the father of your kid. You know, we, that's a conversation for a different day. But the problem is men. <laughs> OK, Nick Cannon, number 12. <laughs> Just found that out yesterday. The oh, he's having kid. another one? Yeah. I could have sworn it was last week we found out about 11 and then this week we found yeah, out about I, I 12. Lo- I lost count after 10, so I didn't even know that about 11 years 12,
0: I lost count <laughs> after 10.
2: I do I appreciate just like, that he's being dragged just as much as a woman would being dragged for having that many baby daddies, which I feel like is none of our business if they're paying for it and giving the kids a decent life. But I appreciate his dragging. I did. <laughs> I do too because like
0: he, he has, he's financially He's financially able to take care of them, but he is not physically able to take care of them. No, And when I say that, I mean, like, it's more to raising a child than being, paying for things. And you can't be that many different places at that many different (laughs) times. I'm just saying, so that's the part that makes me feel bad. (laughs) He got them nannies a lot. That's what makes me feel bad about that. But then there's a lot of families or people who pay for... To, to raise their children so I guess that's along the same lines but I'm just like I just feel like why is it that what happens to a woman's body up for a vote that's the only thing that that's my I mean it, it it's just like that just seems so, so obviously Um, and just is that the right word now I'm double now I'm double. Uh-huh. I do think yes. to a certain extent yes.
2: especially when you're in a relationship I remember our Oh, man, I was probably at one of those retreats or something that I talk about growing to when I was a young Adele or or a kid in my church. But a man was on the stage giving his testimony and him and his girlfriend were with child and she didn't discuss it with him or anything. She had an abortion and Mm -hmm. and he talked about how that made him feel. So I do think there is a delicate balance because. Like, okay, I'm married, if I get pregnant, and I'm not feeling it, and I'm just like, Meh, bye. And then I just tell Doug, it's like, does he not have any say? I feel like there is some say in that. Like, well, hey, well, I think that's a relational
0: say. World. Yeah, that's a relational thing, yeah. not up to a vote. Like, I'm not saying that, like, now, maybe if you go to the clinic or wherever or the doctor's office, there should be maybe, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not saying this, but I'm like, maybe a consent from both sides. I don't know. I can't really, I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, that's tricky because you can get raped in a marriage. That is very true. And that's what I'm saying. These things are up for discussion, but I don't think they but should. But not be. for rape. Right that's that's kind of rough i'm like i'm not i I don't have all the answers but i'm just saying like or if we're doing votes for bodies let's do votes for everybody's body. everybody's body's up for a vote then men too y'all we're gonna put y'all up there whatever whatever whether it's a vasectomy or whether it's or whatever we all up (laughs) there for a vote they should either have to
2: get a vasectomy or doug said when he was in basic training i didn't know they could do this but they all had to take this Pill or shot or something that suppressed their like sexual how was the word what? I don't know. yeah when he was in uh I don't know oh shout out to marines it's a marine's birthday today and shout out to my man but like yeah when he was in basic training <laughs> oh their sexual desires like he was like they had to take like a shot or something like that I didn't know that was something they could do so I'm like this. oh snap so they got stuff like that easy As a middle schooler, I guess that's when people hit puberty, right? Like fifth grade, middle school. Would you be down with them giving you that shot or being like, yeah, I'll get the vasectomy and then I'll reverse it when I'm I'm ready to be a dad. That seems a lot. That seems a little too much. I don't care. I don't care. care. You know, it's a lot. All these kids with no dad and it's not particular to race or social economic status. You're right. (laughs) So yeah, Evie, how would you feel if it was just our society? Like, oh, They're going to, you're not going to be able to have kids during these years as a teen. But when you're of 18, if you want to, we'll reverse it. How would that have made you feel as a young man?
1: I would say, if I'm being honest, like just, and not even, because I know some people are like, oh, you sound like a sheeple. Why are you just going as a sheep? That's not how it should be. But as a kid, if I was, if that was like, if that was the norm, let me say that, if that was the norm, that this is everything, everybody was doing it, we were all locked in on it. Um, I think it would have been just like, oh, this is what it is, and I say yeah. that because some people will just naturally be like, well, I wouldn't just go with the floor. I'm Like, all right, if you went to a public school, at least where I'm from, you ain't have no choice with a lot of the shots that, that you had seems, to take. Yeah, like, th- there wasn't really a choice. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm I myself specifically. I think I know maybe two people in my entire life who who had TB. But I, I can't think of nobody who had tetanus. I don't know of, I've heard stories of people having one of the three, or at least the three that I know of, A, B, or C, hepatitis. But I don't know somebody personally who said, yeah, I had hepatitis A, or yeah, I had hepatitis B. But like all these shots that you can go through a mono and all, like, or the different shots that you had to take as a kid, like, as I'm looking at the chart that got like all the years and all the shots that you had or whatnot. And it was just something that you just did. It wasn't um, necessarily a question. Um, as I, I would say for myself, if it was something that was, a, like normal then yes if it was something that like i literally had a choice like hey you don't have to do this if you don't want to then heck no i ain't doing that like cause, like what's the success rate like when when you say we're gonna reverse it when i turn 18 or of age or whatever like is is it gonna work out am i gonna be good because um yeah i would it'll be those type of conversations that i would be having instead of just like rolling with it of like yeah i'll just do it just because but no i'm good on that i'm i i do not God has blessed me with the brains um, and this sounds crazy to say it, especially on a podcast with the various listeners that we have but um, my pullout out game is solid. God has blessed me with that wisdom <laughs> and discernment, so I'm good.
2: Oh, I don't think that sounds crazy because not everyone's is, clearly.
1: <laughs> Nick Cannon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he uh, I think for him it's intentional. Yeah, I is, think yeah it's his his more he intentional. He's doing that on purpose. Um, but yeah, I think that yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, that's something like surgical things. I'm not, I don't know about, but I'm just like, I feel like leave every, you know, we should, it shouldn't be a vote what we do with our bodies. And I feel like there's other, if there were other support systems, you know, other, other ways that we took care of people and really treated people well. And um I feel like there's other things that we can do. Yeah, society, I mean, obviously just...
2: sex education is trash from mm-hmm. what you talked about earlier in the podcast. Like the fact that some men don't know that women have three holes. They can't tell you what a cervix or a clitoris or vulva. The region, they can't tell you. what That's annoying. You know, all girls can say penis balls. We know. <laughs> you know, I, I just feel like as a human being, we should know the anatomy of all yeah. the sex of the two sexes. We should understand the women's cycle. Not just girls should understand it. I know, but when I was engaged, Doug had to go to the little hippie circle with me and he did a thing and he knows how to chart my cycles. Like it was very important to me that this is not just a responsibility on me. Like we both know what's going on. We're both going to be very intentional about this. You're going to understand. That was important for me. It don't have to be important for everybody. You know what Mm -hmm. you do in your relationship is up to you. But I feel like it's just poor education that people, and even some girls, don't know their own body. That's true. I I was an adult when I found out what cervical mucus like, like early twenties adult. When I was like, oh snap, I can't get pregnant every day. There's only this time, girl. That was
0: the that (laughs) was the big one because you when you were a kid, you just everybody's just like. Oh, you get pregnant. You get pregnant. Uh, that's not how it
2: works. I legit thought I made out with you. I'm pregnant, and now I'm going to hell. They turn very fast. They turn very quickly. I was just like, won't be me. Or I thought I make out with you. I get some type of STD, STI, AIDS, or something, and you know I'm scarred for life. Just very poor sexual education. I remember that. happening in middle school and the main thing i remember us having to run in front of the boys and then the guys would have to run in front of us i don't really remember the, yeah like during gym we have to run for like 15 minutes and they would like split it up so the guys would sit down the girls would have to run and then sex
0: ed
2: it was the same it was it wasn't like sex ed was a separate class sex ed was a part of pe and health oh So it was just like a unit that happened. Like, this unit, we're playing volleyball. This unit is sex ed. And I remember they showed us a vagina, and it was like, it looked like it had been turned inside out, and it had all these bumps. And that was the day I knew I'd be a virgin until I was married. Because I said, (laughs) it will be a cold day in hell before... I let, <laughs> No, seriously, I'd love to say this because, oh, my great <laughs> love for the Lord, which is true. Oh, I want to be so obedient to, to Christ, which is true. I want to keep my covenant, which is true. But I also said, why would I risk that? That looks like a situation I don't want to be in. Like, that's horrible. They showed us like a whole bunch of pictures of people with like STIs. I guess we were learning about them. But I was just like, Oh no, that's no, that won't be my situation. <laughs> just can't risk it. Ow, oh, it looks so painful. I still see that picture in my mind. I will never forget it.
0: <sighs> so yeah. Oh my gosh. I, oh, yeah. I don't better. remember. Ours was, I think, just like a regular class period, like in health. Like we had like a semester of it. And, you know, you had to have your parents, your parents, um, signature. Meaning that some parents could opt out of their children learning about it. And then who knows? Hopefully they were doing a good job of at the house, but probably not because it wasn't like this was not my, when I'm in school, it's not back in those days where it's not. I would say, I don't know what it is like now, but I would say that they're probably more liberal and free. And when I say liberal, not as in the party, but like, more open to all kinds of things. Ours was very basic, like literally the anatomy, literally this like just scientific things. It wasn't nothing about relationships or how who likes what or whatever. It was nothing like that. So I'm like, why wouldn't people at I mean, at that point I don't really understand maybe parents not wanting their kids to learn because it wasn't relational things. It was literally just about the body, which means like if you know I don't know I just am like that was interesting but yeah I was just very basic I don't even think they talk about how to have sex or I don't I don't know like I know some places they talk about the condom and this and that maybe they said I don't remember that much honestly so maybe obviously didn't serve me very well but I do mean, you really well, have to did, learn he... how to have sex? It's kind of like eating. I feel like it's human nature. No, but I mean, you mean, know how like, some people say well, they, they have the condom and they have the banana or whatever? Oh, like how to put a condom on. Right, that kind of stuff. Like, mm. I don't remember them doing anything like that.
2: I remember that, too, but I don't know. I didn't. I knew I wasn't going to do it, so I was like, nah. She was like, do apply <laughs> to me. That's <laughs> not apply to me uh evie did you had? do you feel like you had a solid sex education do you even remember yours
1: yeah so mine was similar to how you mentioned yours um and Polk county though it was slightly interesting because we had it in elementary middle school and high school oh um, wow like we had fifth, like i literally remember fifth grade i want to say and i'm not I'd like because i don't want to misquote it but it'll be the seventh or eighth grade um uh, and then you had it at high school and it was similar as far as that now elementary or in fifth grade it was like everybody together co-ed it wasn't i don't remember an opt-out thing um middle school it definitely was an opt-out and then high school it was part of pe like it was your health class like that was literally and it was a semester of it not just like a a crash course so you're talking august to december because for my high school you only had four classes a day or whatnot. Um, And I say four class, four class for a semester. And then for one of them, you would just transition every nine weeks. But like for that health class, that was the whole, literally, that was the entire four or five months from that, that whether it be August to December or January to May, because I don't remember which one, when I took it, whether it was the fall or the spring. So that one was interesting. And it was interesting slash weird um, for me. And I say weird because... As a kid, oh, I got PE, especially in high school. Like for me as an athlete as well, it's like, oh, I get to go hoop in the gym or I get to play football, or I get to play soccer, I get to hang out. And it was like, oh, no, we're sitting in class doing book work, learning about – um literally learning about penetration learning about stds learning about what it looks like what it feels like why you should wear protection if you don't wear protection the pros and cons of that because um i will say in high school we didn't look at um i will say we it wasn't taught and i still remember her name uh miss El- coach elkins she didn't see pregnancy or even teen pregnancy as like this taboo thing she was like you get to bring life into the world and that becomes a responsibility of the two participating parties and depending Mm -hmm. on your family structure you know you have also that support of of both families so like just know if you do do this this is what happens the cons you kind of really only stress like the stds and knowing your partner like who your partner has been with and just because a person tells you that they've never been with somebody that's not true so you also are leading from a place of or doing or engaging in sexual activity from a place of trust and confidence but you really never really know. She said, the only way you know is if you're with that person 24-7 and I know that's not the case. And so it was interesting to see it break down or her break it down that way. And she still teaches at Warner Haven High School to this day. Coach Elkins is my dog.
2: So I going to say shout out to her because she sounds like she was on the right path.
0: See, I don't remember having it beyond elementary school, but I'm not saying I didn't. My memory's not the most reliable, but I will say I remember elementary school, but not middle nor high school talking about it. I do remember in college being in the class and they showed us a birth, giving a birth video. That was a bit uh, unexpected and dramatic, but that was, that was the extent for me.
2: Middle school makes a lot of sense for me because I think that's the earliest when I knew my peers were having sex. I remember I was at my, oh, I almost said her name. Sorry, girl. But I was at one friend's house and her and her boyfriend, I'll say his name, Greg, were back there. I remember the song and everything. It was um R. Kelly's song, Greatest Sex You Ever Had. Because I remember I kept I know I kept hearing that line inside of your walls. There was a Capricorn. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I do not need to be here right now. I called my best friend at the time, who was a guy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, can you come pick me up? Because the guy I was dating at the time, Nadia, shout out to him. He's dark and lovely. That I wasn't going to have sex with Nadia. I was just in seventh grade. I was like, can you come pick me up? Because my friend said that she's going to call Magua over here. So, you know, I'm like, I don't want to be like, I felt like if he came, there's just going to be pressure and expectations. So my best friend at the time came and scooped me up and we went and saw a Harry Potter movie. I'll never forget that
0: day. <laughs> it was just
2: like, you know, we, um, you came
0: to my rescue. Wow. I know. I did not. Well, I went to middle school in seventh grade. And girl, when I walked in there and saw two pregnant eighth graders, I said, what is this? <laughs> what is going on up <laughs> in here? I was <sighs> not aware and not prepared.
2: Isn't it wild that our bodies in fifth, well, I started my cycle in fifth grade like i can't believe that my body and nature was like okay yeah we'll we'll hold it
0: baby fifth grade yeah. it's wild well i mean there were times when people weren't living much longer that's so, true teenage <laughs> life, if you're living yeah. at 30
2: then fifth grade seems right about that time it's just <laughs> golly i was such a child My, i'm sure i could have done it because you know resiliency and blah 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 but i'm glad i, I didn't have. have to
0: I couldn't have. You'd
2: be surprised.
0: You couldn't.
2: weren't an idiot. You were going to school, doing your
0: homework, doing extracurriculars. You could have figured out the mom life. I told you I was surprised in seventh grade that kids were pregnant. I, <laughs> I was not been ready for this. I was like, what? Yeah. Is children pregnant? What is this world coming to? I was not ready for this. I wouldn't have liked was... it,
2: but I feel like I could have handled it. I would have been sad and grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like was, I'm trying to get a cheerleading practice. I'm not trying to change your diaper. This sucks. But I would have done it.
0: <laughs> I was too. Yeah, I was too naive. Too too immature. I would have. I would have been in a world of trouble. Host girl, I could not imagine telling my parents that.
2: Um, I can only because my parents were always very vocal about what our life would look like if we decided to be young parents.
0: They say you already know what it is. You already know
2: what it's going to be. And although I was never fast, as any of my friends, yeah, I hung out with fast people, that's because the majority of people, girls and guys, were just experimenting. I wasn't that girl, but in my family. They always were accusing me of being fast and being like, "Oh, Sabrina, da 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 da, she's probably X, Y, and Zing." And it's like, actually, no. Like, but yeah, in my family, I was considered the wild one. Um, but they're just like, "Bring that baby home if you want to. <laughs> Go ahead and bring a baby home if they just told us, like, you're going to raise that baby. You're going to have to find work. You're, we are not raising your children for you. So, we already knew what it was. And guess what? To this day. None of my siblings have brought a baby
0: home. <laughs> We're all old. <laughs> they just like, maybe they scared us from having children. I don't know. Well, EB, it has been lovely to have you back. Is there anything about your trip that you would like to share? Sabrina, what was the question you had? Oh yeah. About your gift. Uh, to your lovely bride, if you want to share, because we were wondering, did you stick? Did you join the tradition of the year of the yearly gift, or did you go rogue and do your own thing?
1: Yeah, so I I would say kind of. Um, I just got her a leather purse. Um, just got her a, a all black bag. Um, that she mentioned that she wanted. So, um, got paid a nice little penny for a tail for a bag. So that's it. That's the only gift that I gave her this that's year. A
0: gift. That's gift enough. Yeah.
1: Isn't that the black owned company? It is. Shout Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's, I got her that. And then because of, I would say, because of how we are with each other, like, it's like outside of birthdays or anniversaries or holidays, like, we also just give just because gifts throughout the year, just to keep it, keep it pimping. Um, in that regard of, hey, I appreciate you. And I want you to always know that. Now, then, granted, the gifts don't, um, I guess we'll say it's not the gift that sh- makes the appreciation, so to speak. Um, but it's just a, 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 a friendly gesture because of the way that, at least for me, I'm wired in my gift giving skills. Um, I would say there's not too many people outside of those who got like different budgets and different lifestyles who they can go buy houses and islands and stuff like that. But like, I would say anybody who make less than six figures, cause that's where I'm at right now, less than six figures. I don't feel like there's too many people competing with me when it comes to gift giving. So.
0: I know, I shouldn't want so. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I ain't, I'm nowhere near your level. So, do you want to tell us anything about your trip, where you went? We ain't taught him none of y'all business. We said he's away, enjoying time with his bride. Hey, you can share where you went or not. Or in, in, is a place you recommend people to go, or, or or if it's just for between you or two?
1: Oh, no, yeah, definitely. I would tell people to go wherever you can afford um, that's the main thing. Wherever you plan on going, go where you can afford because it's a beautiful world out there, whether it's the, man, different continents, different Caribbean islands, different states, different cities even, All Because right? there's literally different parts of your own town like you can have a weekend getaway for most people and i say most people cuz some people live in real small cities where there's literally nothing else there um but where they're at but like even in Tampa like you can say oh we're just going to be downtown for the weekend and we're just going to get a hotel room just cuz you know if you can afford that or you're going to go across the bay and go to Clearwater or St. Pete but we was um as I, I put on my instagram just to mess with y'all a little bit but we was uh about 1200 miles north of the equator um that's where we were located um on a lovely remote island i say remote because but we duck dolphin we'll duck dolphin puerto rico we did something that was my first time to, um in puerto rico my wife had been before that's what she had a bachelorette trip at but we took a ferry from a place called ciba to calebra which is uh small and i say remote but it's literally a ducked off island um it was like a 90 minute ferry ride so we're just on that little island with Less traffic, less people, less tourists. Um, like to even think about the traffic it's a few vehicles there where people even put their boats. Uh, let me take it back. They take, they put their vehicles on the ferry to basically be able to drive around on this island. And some people ride around on like golf carts or little four wheelers or ATVs, UTVs. So that's how like kind of like ducked off the island is. So it was straight just being there. We had a good time of sightseeing, seeing some of the different forts that were um, there as people were trying to fight off the lovely Spaniards and Americans and people who was trying to take hold of the land of the Taino people um, before, of course, they became um, Puerto Ricans and they gained their freedom. Um, but it, it was just a good time to just be away. This was one of the first times where I felt like I actually rested on vacation and i say rested we still did stuff but it was kind of like one or two things a day it wasn't like jam-packed with like sightseeing and function and adventure and this that the third but like we chilled a little more than we normally do so it was good
0: that's see a lot a lot of people can compare with the gift giving and not a lot of people compare with the compare with the trip planning i'm gonna need you to uh help a friend out that friend being me Because I told my husband next year we're going to do a trip, but I, I don't have the trip planning skills. That's not, that's not my forte. So I'm going to have to hit you up on the side because yeah, that sounds lovely.
1: Yeah, definitely. So if you, if you find. And I always tell people, especially when people, I do not say people come to me specifically, but there are some people who come to me and be like, Hey, we're thinking about going to this place. I always tell people, try to think of two or three places that you would say, I would really enjoy going there or I would love to experience that. And, you know, you being, um, you being a big sister, I would gladly create a small itinerary. Like you just tell me how many days you think in, what are you trying? What are you, you would say your favorite things of you and your spouse? Um, You know, and Alan's favorite things to do. And I could definitely come with, like, for example, a three day itinerary of what would be good. And that's whether it be domestic, whether it be in state domestic, whether it be within the other 49 or so states, any territories, Caribbean islands, um, continent of Africa, Europe. I haven't explored Asia yet, so I can't give you too much on that. I haven't explored Australia yet, so I can't give you too much on that. But, you know, Google is free, so I could definitely find something and I definitely know people literally everywhere. And that was one of the why we did the ferry. Um, we talked to somebody who me and my wife are really close to. Shout out to one of my lovely RNs, Whitleen. Um She told us about, you know, taking a catamaran or taking a ferry to another place. So you just always ask questions of people who've been to certain places that you plan on going or want to go. And they have ideas. Like, when we go back, we're talking possibly in January or February, going back to Puerto Rico and we'll do a ferry trip to a small island called Vieques next time. We'll trying to do two um in that Wednesday, to Monday trip that we had, but we like maybe we don't like jam pack it with, you know, different stuff. So we're like, this gives us a reason or a cause to just double back.
0: I didn't even know some of those places existed, EB. So this is exciting for me. I, I didn't
1: either. Like when I, people, like when I think of Puerto Rico, I just think it's Puerto Rico. Like this is just one island. But to think mm-hmm. of these different these different places. Um, it was just like interesting to hear. And then they also have one that go to, I want to say St. Thomas, but don't quote me on that. But they did have a fair, or maybe it was just a charter flight for like $90 or so that goes from one of the islands on one of the smaller planes. But I was like, even if you came here and did that, like, hey, we'll spend two, three days here and VA kids get on the charter flights and go to St. Thomas for two or three days and then come back after a week vacation. I was like, it's so many Options to do things. We also, the coolest thing I would say we did, um, outside of it raining during it, we had did, um, uh, UTV or ATV through mm. a K- Karabali rainforest. And that was Ooh. real cool with our guys just going through the rainforest, looking at the views. Like you're kind of up, kind of in the mountains and you're just seeing all of, you know, God's creation and seeing the land. Um, and Puerto Rico, at least for us, and I know everybody budgets are different, but it was relatively inexpensive. Like you're talking about, you're paying meals anywhere between eight to $12. Like it wasn't, and I'm talking about meals, like their portions are, um, better than our portions. Like it's like going on a buffet, so to speak, but like a whole bunch of rice, a whole bunch of meat, a whole bunch of veggies. And it's like, that's it. Like I'm looking at the menu and like, I might have to take it to-go plate back to the hotel just so I don't have to leave tonight. Like mm. that's one, how good it was, but also how inexpensive it was. So. Yeah, it was it was a good time.
0: Sounds like I a- love it. So, friend, do you, Sabrina, do you have a quote for us today?
2: I do. Evie, start your side hustle. That's it. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> does.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but seriously, um, <laughs> I have a real quote. <laughs> I just thought that was great because hey, people would pay you to do that, even a small fee. People pay people to do that kind of stuff. All the time. All right. So the quote I have today, I'm still out of that book that my husband gave me. Remember this thoughts for everyday inspiration is short. It's sweet. And to the point, happiness is always a choice. Happiness is always a choice. I think about how I felt when we started the podcast and I still kind of feel like that. Um, But that is a choice. I'm choosing to feel that way. I'm choosing to ruminate in that. Um, And when I'm done and I'm ready, I will choose to go a different path and think differently about the situation that we're in. Because while it's not a situation that's ideal, I still live in a place where I can take a hot bath and get hot water and go to the store and buy what I want. And have as many side hustles as I want and A, B, C and D. Like I'm still very, very blessed and I can choose to focus on that. So I encourage you, wherever you are in your life, whether you're celebrating three years of marriage or 10 or nine, you're celebrating being in school, you're celebrating your career, you're celebrating waking up and taking a shower, shout out to y'all, because some days you just don't got it in you. Remember, happiness is always a choice. E.B., what are you expounding on today?
1: So I'm going to give you a, a lot of brief subjects to explore or expound on your own or within your close group of friends or your group chats you just have these conversations just because i feel like they're vital and they're important like of course we talked about a little bit earlier about the election right where things are just still crazy in our world um where you just see where people words don't match their actions. And I'm not simply talking about just the votes that people cast, but just politicians as a whole, I don't care if it lean left, lean right, lean up, lean down. Um, It seems that things continue to be in shambles in the way that people say they either care about people or they empathize or the places that people have been, or they understand why people stand on the side that they stand on. But when it's time to execute on important matters or important situations, you just don't see that follow through. And it just continues to show with the way that we as a nation continue to vote. Um, so just continue to just do your research when it comes to voting for politicians, when they're voting for elected officials, for our friends in Georgia who's about to see that Senate runoff of Warnock and Walker. Um, prayers to you guys and to the countless states that continue to, I would say, go against humanity and justice and human decency. Um, man, Godspeed ahead just cause. I am happy that it wasn't a uh, what was dubbed to be a red wave it was more of a I think I seen somebody post it was like a, a a red drizzle or red smear but it wasn't a red wave so I think that's a positive for our lovely nation and we can talk politics offline for those of you who probably disagree. Um, I'll gladly have these conversations with you. Cause I noticed, especially on social media, a lot of people, when you have these conversations about politics and policies in person, they get flustered and they use like just the same big things of like LGBTQ or abortion or about quote unquote woke ideology but then when you start asking them to explain those things they are clueless because even with abortion you have countless what i would consider red states um who still allow abortion they're literally arguing when is it okay is it okay at six weeks is it okay at 12 is okay at 18 where they're not dismantling it as a whole which is also still funny to me because if you say that it starts at this point then why would you allow it as you um as a right leaning or left leaning allow it at these different peaks or different periods that mean you're either consulted by someone who is more educated um than you or somebody's paying you in the back pocket to say certain things on one end and say other things in, uh, on the other end so it's just those things when people talk about the lgbtq it's like you continue to bash people who feel like this is the way that they're created to be, but you don't hold accountable to your peers who continue to either molest children or who continue to cheat on their spouse or live a life of infidelity or steal from their church or the workplace or whatever. But you don't hold those people accountable for what you would deem as um a travesty against man or a sin in some way, shape or form. And we can go on and on about like where many people continue to see um, American history or at least black American history or black history that happens in America seems to continue to start with slavery as if black people weren't already here. We can have a whole dialogue of that, of who are what, what some would consider um, indigenous individuals or people who are here. Like you have countless You can just read facts on where people were already at during times of before slavery existed or just the countless efforts that um, people of African um, African descent have made upon this nation. Like for those of you who use hair dryers, for those of you who stop at traffic lights, for those of you who have a light bulb in your office or in your home, like all of those things are, in a sense created, um, or I would say invented by people of African descent, and those things make a difference, where you're mad that people want to speak about some of the tough times that we've had as a nation, but in that same voice or in that same vein, you were highly upset about people taking down statues, about people who caused harm to all people, not just um Black people. Now, mostly it was Black people who got harmed during the days of whether it be slavery or segregation or the civil war, all of those things. But it was all people who were hurting by that if we continue to say that, you know, I'm my brother's keeper or we're all in this together or we're one because we're all human beings created in the image of God. But, um, or we see what some would consider as or deem as anti-Semitic language from um I can't speak on Kanye because I'm done with him right now, but with Kyrie Irving. And he posted a he posted what some would say um anti he he posted an anti-Semitic film. I would encourage people to spend their three out three and a half hours for especially for those of you who have posted about it and you haven't watched the film, which blows my mind. Um but he in the film continues to say, and people can look at it however they want. Um, but he says that and he feels that the true Jewish people or the true Jews are people of African descent, are black people, that they're the true Hebrew Israelites where God is speaking to within scripture. So when some people, and he didn't, he's not in the film, but the person who was in the film that he shared the link of was saying that it wasn't a whole bunch of black people who killed, who got killed during the Holocaust. And when you say Jews were killed, I would say that that's inaccurate. You would say that it's a whole bunch of white people who consider themselves or who identify as Jews, but we as and I'm saying we is what his words were in the film where we as black people are the true Jews and we're the people who God is speaking of I and mean, this, that and the third. Um, but it was so many people who bashed an individual after coming out and saying there's no anti Semitic bone in my body, him having countless dialogues with people of what I would consider Jewish origin, origin or people who identify, um, of a Jewish or Semitic, I guess you could say background or understanding or ideology. And, you know, to get bashed for what some would seem as in opinion it happens um but some of the stuff that nba is causing him to to likely do before he can play another game is just outrageous especially with seeing the countless thing that owners of some of these same nba teams have said about black people um did not have those same repercussions or consequences or even um i could say remotely targeting um, from mainstream media within the sports world specifically. Um, now, granted, I know it's other people speaking about him as well, but I don't really care about what, you know, in the best way of Fox or CNN or MSNBC is saying about him. I'm speaking specifically of people within the sports world or within the basketball world who did not keep this same energy when things were said about um, minorities or people of African descent, when things happened from like white owners um, in the same exact sports, same organization, same association. So that was really, really frustrating as well. And I know most of our topic today was just about, not most of it, but a, a bulk of it was about sex and health education and where we're at. So for those of us um who continue to lead and minister and to pour into the lives of young people. There are ways that you can have conversation. For those of you who are out there who are parents, like have those conversations um, with your kids, with your young people, kids in your church. Like because if you don't, they'll hear it from school. They're here, well, I don't say they will, they are hearing it from the school. They are hearing it in the world. They're hearing it from their friends. They're hearing it in the music. They're seeing it on TikTok, TikTok. They're seeing it on Snapchat. They're seeing it in all avenues of life. But we who consider ourselves the church um, have to continue to be avoided advocating. What does it look like? And then when it does happen, because I will tell you whether you want to believe it or not, and I'm not saying every kid, every person, your child specifically, but all of us will know a person under the age of, I would say, well, I don't say under the age, all of us will know someone who is not married, who will have premarital sex. We all know someone who that will happen to not even talking about the ones that it is already happened to. And that's why we'll continue to have teen pregnancy. That's why we'll continue to have kids having kids. That's why we'll continue to have just situations um, in our world, but it's how we as a church, we as a body of believers, we as a, a people, even if you're not, if you listen to this podcast and you're not a believer, you're not a person of faith. Like, how do you as a p- person come alongside of someone who is struggling with teen pregnancy or a, 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 I would say a male figure who's like, I don't know what to do. I'm only 15. And my girlfriend told me she got a baby on the way. Like, no, I don't want to keep it. Like, how do we comfort them, console them, advise them, counsel them, give them wise um counsel and guide them in a sense of discernment? In the best way, instead of shunning them, outcasting them, de- ber- berating them, degrading them, devaluing them, um, in places that they feel disconnected from humanity or, and, or they feel disconnected, um, from the church altogether. Um, I just want to remind people that we as a, church specifically i'm saying big c church anybody who says they know jesus like it's three quick things that i want to leave you with and i'll be done with my expounding but one all of us are made in the image of god like we are image bearers of god when he says how he created adam right he grabbed the dust and he formed him um through that we are also made by the hand of God, whether that be physically of him making Adam the first human being or him telling us that he knitted us in our mother's womb. So being made in the image of God, being made in the hand of God, and then to bring life into Adam like he breathe into him. So being made in the image of God, being made by the hand of God and being made and alive and well, because of the breath of God should give us enough. I would hope give us enough to empathize with people, despite what they say at times or what they do. Now, does that mean to hope to not hold people accountable? Absolutely not. We see it all the time where throughout scriptures, Jesus is holding people accountable. We see God holding people accountable for those who believe in um, heaven or hell, and hopefully you do, but if you don't, you're going to realize it real quick. Um, mm-hmm. after you. When you die, that it's it's there. But like he will hold people accountable. But accountability is not always a bad thing. I think sometimes we make uh-huh. mistake like you're hold people accountable if like you're pointing a finger at them. No, accountability is sim- simply just holding an account. That's all it is. An account. Like and that can be good, bad, and for some people that can be indifferent. Where you maybe you just bring it up in a space of people who you might fully disagree with, um, and or it might be in the space of people who you fully agree with, and you might have to figure out why do you agree with this thing or why do you disagree with it, and just hold even that thought accountable. You can hold yourself accountable um, as an individual. So I encourage you to just, I challenge you, I would say to hold yourself accountable, hold others accountable and to speak truth in life to people who are made um, in the image of God, by the hand of God. And because of the breath of God, they are alive and well, and just continue to do what God has called you to do. And if you don't, believe in God. Um, And I hope you do. But if you don't, I would say continue to just do what you can to make people realize that you are a good, decent human being. Like it's too much craziness already going on in the world. Um, We don't need another, another, another thing to continue to remind us of that. Let us find some joy or excitement or encouragement in the way that we treat one another. That's all I got for y'all today.
0: Um, I did want to say, I forgot to say this earlier, but I did want to also say that there was some history made in this elections. Shout out to my home state of Maryland. We got our first black governor. So I did wanted to mention that that also happened during this election season.
1: And if I read correctly, because I don't want to misquote none, but if I read co- correctly within the past decade or decade and a half, um, at us, Joe President Joe Biden was about to say Joe Biden had lost the less number least I said less least number of seats um of any other president um in the past decade or decade and a half. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't as shocking as some people make it out to be. So I would say Continue, and that's why you always do your homework and you do your own research because sometimes you'll think like this is terrible um and oh and then this is the last one and i'm down for real real. shout out to trump and DeSantis beefing with each other that's like the funniest thing (laughs) for me and um i like i know sabrina was probably dead serious about properly switching her thing but i'm like i might have to do that same thing because i would as much as you know, I don't agree with everything DeSantis does, but there's some things that he has done during his governorship that I am pleased with. And then who he was just running against. Um, No beef, but I couldn't vote for dog, So I was just like, I'm just going to leave this one blank. So I am that person as well in civil duty who sometimes where there is nobody who's good for me, where I just would leave it blank because whatever's going to happen, probably gonna happen anyways. Um, <laughs> but, um, in the primaries, I am thinking of myself, like if DeSantis does commit to running for president, which he'll probably make a decision, I would assume sometime next year. Um, I probably would, I probably would go his route over Trump within the Republican primaries. And even if I don't physically go vote for him, that's who I definitely be advocating to my peers from, um, especially those who don't live in the great state of Florida who get the experience, um, Ron DeSantis day to day outside of little stuff that they see on social media.
0: How many times can you switch your ballot or or, or, like switch your thing or like how
1: often? You you
2: can't switch it twice in the same year. And the only time it really matters is for the primaries because just because my card says independent, like in this voting session or season, I was, when I, once I got in the booth, I could do whatever, but in Mm -hmm. the primaries, you can only, cause those are for, each party to put up who they want to represent them so it makes sense that you have to be associated with the party and if my card says democrat then they're going to give me the democrat voting sheet mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah so i let me see like if trump is not up again i'm gonna mind my business honestly i'll probably switch back to being independent but i was dead serious if he's running i need to do my part and like try to stop that because that was a very stressful time
1: uh, so i think so- that's oh go ahead
0: yeah, but I was just going to say, do we have any recommends um, this this podcast? I'll start with mine. I don't think I've recommended this, but I really enjoyed this movie and I wanted to recommend it um, because there's a part two that just dropped on Netflix. So if you have not seen Enola Holmes, it is a good time. It's a little whodunit and it's funny. It's fun. It has a little adventure. So if you haven't seen it, it i'm recommending you watch that and if i already recommend it i'm gonna recommend you watch number two i have yet to see number two because i want to be like i want to have time with my husband to watch it at least but because we watched it actually we watched it with the Kempers uh too so anyways um i enjoyed enola homes and there's a part two so if you haven't seen it i'm gonna recommend it
2: It is really good and thank you for reminding me that we watched it together because I was like, why does this look familiar to me? And it's like, oh yeah, because I watched it and it was good. So I'm excited to watch part two. I'm going to recommend a podcast called Fertility Fridays. She does a great job and I think men and women can listen to this podcast. Just having special guests that talk about women's health specifically but definitely if you're a man in a relationship with a woman and you guys are doing family planning of any of of any stage whether you're trying to prevent or trying to move forward with bringing life into this world she gives a lot of great advice on charting cycles health different um health situations as far as pcaos endometriosis um trying after miscarriage etc so Check out Fertility Fridays.
1: Um, I think we may have recommended this, but because we're talking, we talked a little bit about, at least for me, my trip. Um, it's just interesting if you're looking for ideas and you're like, I don't know where to go. I don't even know where to start. If I was going somewhere, but it's also on Netflix and it's somebody feed Phil, um, where he just goes around to different places and he eats basically a whole bunch of food. Um, but I would, think that if you're looking for places to travel, um, this would be a, I guess, a beginner spot of like, oh, no, this is too much for me, maybe. Or like that seems like a really cl- great place or like that meal alone makes me want to travel um, there. So you can check it out on Netflix again. It's somebody feed, feel feel um, feel just just be all over the place eating good food.
2: Who is Phil? Is he an actor, musician, just a foodie?
1: He's like a foodie, and I'm assuming an actor, but um, Philip Rosenthal, I don't know his, like, I wouldn't be able to tell you his full background, but I know he's an actor for that, but I don't know his background, per se.
2: Cool. I'll check it out.
1: All right. Well, I do have a lovely quote for you guys today. Um, It's a little... I guess I'll say a little lengthy, but it's not too crazy. Um, But I just know sometimes people be in this place, but here we go. When I want to quit. I remember that God has given me a specific assignment as it, and has equipped me with every tool I would need to fulfill his purpose and complete the work he began in me. Nobody can stop the power of God from moving in my life. If I am willing, he is able to fulfill every word and promise he has spoken over me and will work through me to see his kingdom come. Even in my death, he will be made known. I'm not the only one who is tired or afraid. God has given me a kingdom family to run beside in good soil we labor on together. I am not alone. Resting is not quitting. I can take a nap and trust my God-given assignment will be waiting for me when I wake up. God will not punish me for taking time to heal. I don't lose commission or my position when I ask for help. I won't be replaced in the kingdom of God. There are many times I simply need to be with God instead of doing for God. He delights in my presence more than my performance. I believe in the message he has entrusted to me and the mission to go and make disciples. God has given me freedom to deliver the gospel through the unique gifts he has given me I'm wanted and accepted in the family of God and have a seat prepared at the table. Just for me, I add value, passion experience and God-given characteristic that build the church and strengthen, strengthen the body of Christ. God has never given up on me. I will not give up on him or his people. Those are wise words from the one and the only Natalie Runyon Thomas. And she is just an to ama- or Natalie Thomas Runyon. She's an amazing, um, I would say she's a woman's pastor in a, I want to say a youth pastor as well um, out in Colorado and I follow her on IG and she is just a bowl of, I would say, I want to say fresh air, but that just sounds so cliche. She just solid. Like everything she seems to post be just like literally hits the spirit. And it is most times very, very thought provoking and um, convicting. And it's just special to see how God is using people to share um, or witness to others. So that's what I got for y'all to close out. But as always, if life tries to knock you down, make sure you kick back. Until next time.